quiet on the set. Pulse 95. Backstage with Anna Schofield. Anna Schofield. On Pulse 95. Well, once again, I am here speaking to the wonderful instructions, instructors and teachers um, from Sharjah Performing Arts Academy. Just to remind everyone, Sharjah Performing Arts Academy is the most incredible place that is a one-off in the region. Um, it started, or it opened its doors about three and a half years ago, but it was five years in the making from, from the time that Peter, um, who is the executive director of SPA, first stepped onto and into the building with a hard hat and boots on um, watching his academy grow. Now we are five years on from that particular moment, three and a half years on from when students first walked through the door. Um, and I probably walked in the door six months before those students did and realised what an incredible building it was and how amazing um, the creation was. I've been here 15 years, I talk about it a lot, and um, never had I seen anything quite like this. You cannot go anywhere in the region and get a performing arts degree like you can at Sharjah Performing Arts Academy, the first of its kind. Over the last uh, month, I've been talking to everyone who will talk to me, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, today, I've got the programme leader of dance. I'm very excited to talk to Alex Jessup, and I've got lots of questions for you, Alex, so brace for impact. I'm ready. That's what I like to hear. Um, now, we're going to start with Alex's backstory because as with every other member of staff at Sharjah Performing Arts Academy, um, everyone is a mixture of professional and teacher. Um, and I'm, when I say professional, I don't mean, oh, they did two minutes once as um, you know a crew member in 1973. I mean, they are doing big stuff. Um, I've, I've reflected on some of the team. One of the members worked with Spielberg in his film War Horse, and we had an Emma Marathi director and actor last week. I've even spoken to a student, um, uh, Nidia, I think her name was, and she works for the marketing team as well as being a student. So there's this, there's this incredible kind of professional um, overlap to the teaching that goes on, which is really amazing. And I know that you've got a good backstory as well. But I also know that you came during the pandemic. You moved to Sharjah um, and started your job at Sharjah Performing Arts Academy during the pandemic tell me everything yeah so uh first of all thank you for uh having me on your your wonderful show um yeah so my wife and i and our two children and our dog we all moved over in and the dog and the dog, dog was slightly later she stayed with dad for a little while but um, while we found our feet but we moved over in august 2020 so um if we go back a little bit further, I actually met Peter Barlow to talk about this opportunity in the March of 2020. And I remember meeting him in a, a lovely place in London and already the UAE was starting to acknowledge a lockdown. Yeah. UK was slightly behind um, and Peter actually never got back to the UAE um, because he was sort of caught in, in the UK because we all closed our borders. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah, so the discussion happened in March about this opportunity, and, and my wife and I had a wonderful, uh, a wonderful uh, moment of headspace because the world was in lockdown, and we could really talk about this uh, this prospect, this opportunity, uh, this next chapter, um, and make a really sound decision. Um, it didn't take a lot of thinking, you no. know. It was a very clear cut yeah. uh, a decision for us to make. 
But the subsequent sort of aftermath of that was how do we how do we relocate in the middle of a global pandemic? No one's ever done something like that before. Relocating is is um, is difficult and stressful and exciting anyway, yeah. but without the uncertainty that we all experienced in 2020. So yeah. we uh, we had a lot of a lot of uncertain. Uh, an uncertain terrain ahead of us. Yeah. One thing I did know, which was so wonderful and generous, was that the the job opportunity was was there regardless. Yeah. Um, Peter assured me that the academy was in this next chapter of growth and development, and that the role that I was offered was secure, regardless of whether I was physically here in the UAE or not. Yeah. At the time, um, the the job was to. Div- to devise and create a dance program. There wasn't one. So that was something that could be done remotely, um, temporarily. But as fortune would have it, uh, we got on a flight at the end of August, um, somehow by hook or by crook, (laughs) PCR test, and on we went. um, And we moved over and yeah, we we staggered through what that that bizarre time. and with hindsight now, I, I, you know, I'm really proud of how we did that with two kids and uh, got them into school and they started online for a little while because there was that sort of quarantine period when people had travelled. Yeah. But we're, we're really, really uh, grateful that we did it when we did. And uh, we, yeah, there's absolutely zero regrets. I mean, it's it's an unbelievable story, you know, and I think I found that doing these wonderful interviews that there's there's all these incredible stories that are in the sort of the back of uh, what's actually gone on at Sharjah Performing Arts Academy. So Peter Barlow that we've been talking about, he's the executive director. Was he fundamental in making sure you got here and everything was okay? Because he sounds like uh, he was the kind of uh, the backbone to it being quite smooth. Absolutely. Yeah, Peter and I had a, a, a previous professional relationship um, so I, I knew that I could turn to him directly um, he was exceptionally supportive but I have to say the entire team the HR team they're the people that, that dealt with all the visas and the housing and putting us up in accommodation when we arrived yeah. flights the, all the logistics the, the the team on the ground the drivers everybody was there to make sure that whenever we had a question um, even if there wasn't an answer, there was there was options on the table or there was just a, an ear to listen and support. The existing programme leader team were already in, in post in, in Sharjah, so they were all exceptionally supportive because they understood they were all people with families as well, so that there's that little extra, extra depth of... Um, support that's sometimes needed when you're hooking your kids out of the home country um, so there was there was so many layers of support that started at the top with Peter and then it trickled down through the entire organization so there was always there was always somebody there if you needed them absolutely amazing see another story that unless you sit down and speak to people you don't know these stories they're out there all right we're going to take a break and when we come back we're going to talk to Alex Jessup about devising the dance situation at Sharjah Performing Arts Academy. Bearing in mind that the fundamentals year, this magic word fundamentals year, is the first years coming in and they they want to specialise in a certain topic but they have to do everything. So even if they want to be backstage, they have to sing, dance and act on stage. And Alex is part of that. Backstage with Anna Schofield. Anna Schofield. On Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Backstage with Anna Schofield. Anna Schofield. On Pulse 95. Pulse. 
I'm back. Obviously, Yalla Home, Anna Schofield, normally in Yalla Home, but at the moment, delving into the instructors and the staff. Um, for want of a better word, at Sharjah Performing Arts Academy. I'm joined today by Alex Jessup, who is the programme leader of dance. Now, I hope you don't mind me saying so, Alex, but normally when you take a job um, and you would be called the programme leader of dance somewhere, that would mean that you would go in and you would start being the programme leader of dance. But with this job at Sharjah Performing Arts Academy, because it's the first of its kind, it's the first in the region, everything's in growth, you literally had to devise the course by the sounds of things that you ultimately are now teaching exactly yeah it's um it's it's a very different environment to anything that any of us that that arrive at the academy um will have known before so although we're absolutely required and employed to bring um our previous professional experience with us um it is a very unique environment. That's where we are. And uh, we're part of making change and developing, devising, dreaming. Um, so we draw on what we've already experienced, but very, very quickly from ideas and, you know, sort of blue sky thinking all the way down to how you might structure a technical skills class. Yeah. Everything that you, you've experienced before, whilst it still remains entirely relevant yeah. you do have to adjust you do have to um, manipulate your your pedagogy your practice um, your your ideas um, to make it relevant for what we're doing and I think the exciting and also you know sort of terrifying thing if that's the right word is that that there is no um, there's no clear-cut destination in place right now right. whereas it would be in in if I only draw from my own experience of London there's a very clear market a lot of places that offer degree level training in performing arts they have a recipe they have a formula they have an, an output and even institutions specifically one institution might feed a specific market within the industry whereas here, it's it's a far wider conversation, um, which is why you're absolutely right. We, we, we are here, we bring everything we bring from our, our experience, but we then have to completely um, be open to manipulating that, which is yeah. hugely part of the joy. Was it hard um, translating your experience? Um, you know, not, not everyone who's really good at their trade can then teach the trade. I'm always, a, I'm, I always say this, just because you're good at basketball, say, doesn't mean you can teach basketball. You can't necessarily be a coach. So I think it takes quite a specialised person to be able to go, I do this well, but I can teach you to do it well too. Um, do, do, did you find it hard going, right, I'm going to try and gather all my experience and, and put it into sections so that I can adequately translate it to someone else? Um, no, actually. I found, it, I found teaching and handing over knowledge to be inherent in all I did. Right. Even from, from being younger, um, helping other people get their head around a dance movement or how they might interpret something. And also because my own thirst for knowledge was, was strong and I was always analysing and watching and absorbing, um, part of my DNA is to, to try and work things out. So because I'm doing that in my own head, it seems natural that I would then share how I work something out, which right. is effectively teaching, right? Right. Um, so it, it's, it's, I know, like you say, just because you're, a, you're a, a talented performer doesn't mean to say that you can educate. But it really is, uh, someone once said to me, it's a hand-me-down business. It really is something that you have to hand down. You can't read about it. You can't no. watch a vlog. You have to have 
truly you have to have experienced it in some way to then hand it down. Um, and I also just think that it's worth noting that because I had exceptional teachers that were so inspiring, that also made me, it felt like my calling was to be a version of them but in my own unique way when it was my time right. I felt like it was my my kind of ro my role a bit like parenting in a way you kind of experience life and then you share what you know yeah. and you share the good bits and the bad bits and you try and make a better <laughs> version of who you were yeah. it's exactly that but very specifically aimed at a specific industry that we all absolutely love um, I'm obviously going to take it into chapter two and we're going to do some more tomorrow because there's too much to talk to you about to get it into, into one. I mean, just the fact that you arrived in the pandemic and then you formulated this course. That, that's, a, that's a week's interviews right in there. Um, but, but tell me about that in terms of um, where did you learn? These magical teachers must have been very magical for you to want to copy them and be them. So what, what's your background? Where did you train? So I trained at a place called Lane Theatre Arts, yeah. which is in, it's actually in Epsom in Surrey, but it's about 30 minutes outside of London. Um, I used to go there as a child for summer schools. I lived far away. I lived in the middle of England, in the Midlands. So it was yeah. something that my parents would say that they'd sacrifice their own summer vacation. And they'd say to me, right, you go and do this and have this experience. Um, because I used to go to local dance schools every, you know, every night of the week I was dancing, training. And you were clearly very good. I, I you would. had star quality. <laughs> That's very kind of you to say. Um, but that, yes, my teacher said, you know, you should do something with this if you want to. And, and I think you should think about perhaps looking at somewhere in London as a sort of theatre school idea. Mm -hmm. And the best way for you to know if that's for you is to do a, a week summer school or, you know, so that's, that's how it started. Right. Fell in love with one particular teacher he was a male jazz dance teacher called Jerry Zuccarello okay. and he was kind of my my idol my role model he was my hero everything I wanted to be as a male dancer he, he epitomized and he had so much charisma and he is really one of those people that as a teacher just uh, um, spoke to my heart you know made me think that's such a wonderful uh, way of teaching describing choreographing right. um, so that's where the, the passion really began and I thought this actually is something I want to do forever. It's not just something I do on a Saturday afternoon in my local high street. This is where I want to go full time. So I did audition at other colleges. I spread my net nice and wide, but it was always really Lane or Lanes as it's affectionately known was where I knew I wanted to go and that's where I was lucky enough to go full time. Absolutely amazing. It's time for us to go today, but I'm going to be back um, for chapter two with Alex Jessup and I'm going to find out more about A, this magical teacher, but also how he then imparts all this um, clearly, I mean, evident talent um, into the students of Sharjah Performing Arts Academy. Backstage with Anna Schofield. Anna Schofield on Pulse 95.